All right, Matt Lornick in for Chris Renwick on this Saturday evening. Welcome to Sports Wrap. Right now, the biggest thing we're talking about, looking at, keeping an eye on, is going to be the NFL playoffs. It is shaping up to be a very nice run here for the NFL to get some quality games in, hopefully. We were talking before the break. I mean, it's been some blowouts. (laughs) There have been some pretty commanding victories in that first weekend of the NFL. Right now, though, at the half, you've got Cincinnati and Tennessee going at it. Cincinnati in that early lead. They are up 9-6 on the Titans. Later tonight, you're going to have the San Francisco 49ers traveling to Green Bay to take on the Packers. But the real thing that we want to talk about and wonder what your feelings are here in Detroit, are you on that bandwagon of rooting for Stafford to go all the way? Or do you really care that much about where your second first-round draft pick is going to land? Is it really going to make that big of a difference if that draft pick happens to be 28 instead of 32? Or 28 instead of 30, right? Everybody talks about the scenarios of, well, here's who you should root for, and this is who should be out of it. I want to know your thoughts. 800-859-0957 is the phone number. Call or text. We'll talk about whatever you want on that topic. But getting back to the NFL playoffs, and so far what has been sort of a meh beginning to the playoffs. I mean, there there really haven't been games that you were watching that you're thinking, man, that's that's a great that was a great game. I mean, you know, producer Jason and I were talking before we got things going tonight, and I think we kind of mentioned it right, Jason. You know, what really has there been in the sense of a game that was just absolutely phenomenal to watch start to finish? The only game that was even worth putting your eyes on was the the uh, debacle at the end of the Dallas San Francisco game, mm-hmm. and it continued. Yeah, I mean the, the you know with the with the well they say it was the refs, it wasn't the refs, and then the fans throwing garbage at the refs on their way out. Um, other than that, and then the, the first ever Monday night game, right? in playoff history was was a was a blowout so yeah not not much to watch and as you mentioned you know that first monday night game at least my personal take on it i'm just a fan of seeing matthew stafford have success you know what he did here in detroit yes it was not anything fantastic or amazing from the standpoint of where he took the team as a whole but what he was able to do as an individual player and what he did to continue to be that face of a program that was continually getting beaten down. And that guy just kept coming back. I mean, you can say what you want about him, but he just kept coming back. And yeah, he's had struggles out in LA. Some of the time he's thrown interceptions for touchdowns. He's, you know, he's felt that LA, you know, pressure a little bit, but I think what you finally saw with him getting that win was just a performance that when you put other pieces around him, He's got what it takes to make it happen. And he was able to get that team to be in a very commanding way, just driver's seat the whole way against Arizona. I mean, Kyler Murray just looked absolutely atrocious. And I think that's a big question mark of how good, really, how good is that team in Arizona? Everybody talks about, oh, Arizona this, Arizona that. I mean, let's say what you want. The Lions... They took care of business when Arizona came to town. And since then, Arizona was on a on a big slide after that. I mean, they got beaten by the Lions. And after that, 
they looked very subpar the rest of the way through. And I think that really culminated with how things ended for them by the time they got to that playoff game. And so that's where we're at. Are your, are your thoughts that you care so much about the Lions draft pick status that you're going to be rooting against Stafford? Or are you just happy to see the guy in a position to be potentially going to a Super Bowl? He's got the pieces around him. Now, will he be able to do it? Are they going to be able to get past Brady and the Bucks? That's a different story. And that's a, that's a question that I think is still left out there. And, and I, you know, I want to get your thoughts on that. What do you think how that could go down? 800-859-0957. You can text. You can call. Jason, your thoughts on that game. Rams taking on the Bucks. What's what's going on there? Well, the the uh, Stafford situation to me is is uh, another Justin Verlander situation mm-hmm. where you got a player that was 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 great here for years, never was able to win the big one. Verlander came close. Yeah. Uh of course Stafford never won a playoff game, and it was it was it was good to see Matthew Stafford win a playoff game. But another thing I would like to hear from from the callers is if they lose tomorrow, you know, was that, you know, I mean, do you care? Well, he got his first playoff win. Uh, you know, he's obviously not going to retire, Mm-mm. but it, it would be, it, it would kind of, it would be a bummer for him if they did lose tomorrow. I agree. And I think that's also going to the mindset of what's that LA fan base like? And it's funny because I'll fully admit it. I follow Kelly Stafford on Instagram. Now, Matthew Stafford does not have an Instagram, so I can't see what's happening in their world through him. But his wife, Kelly, is incredibly outspoken. And thank goodness that she is, because it provides for some phenomenal entertainment. And after the Rams actually lost the game before they made it to the playoffs, right? They lose there, and then everything sort of shakes out towards the end of that weekend where the Rams, the Chargers, they have their massive game that goes to overtime. It's just crazy down to the wire. The Rams end up still winning the division, despite having lost that game. And the L.A. fan base immediately jumps on his back. Oh, Stafford's terrible. This guy, I can't believe it. We lost this game. And Kelly Stafford's just, you know, in her sarcastic way, if you've ever seen or heard of her talk, about her husband and about the team he plays for, she's just laughing at that because these fans, their expectations out there are so high that winning the division still, despite the fact that they lost the game, is not enough for them. I can't even imagine a Lions fan base being mad about win. The Lions fan base will take winning the division in any way, shape, or form. However it may happen. I mean, we're so far from that. And the the fact that they are so upset about, oh, well, man, he lost his game. But, we, you know, the division winning the division doesn't matter. I mean, we just want to win a playoff game. Like, that that's where we're at right now here in Detroit. We just want to win a playoff game. So for him to be sitting in that situation out there in L.A., I mean, he's been in the worst of situations and been treated the best. I would say that this city, and you know it, fans, we treat our sports our sports teams here in a great way. If they, you know, they show up for us, even the Lions, that's the exception. I don't know how we keep supporting them, but I think we've got something to definitely sort of get on, and we'll get to that 
Coming up on the other side of the break in a little bit, Dan Campbell and what year two might look like for your Detroit Lions. But that's what we want to talk about. Stafford, we got the opinions out there. Let's hear yours. If you want to get in early on what the Lions look like next year, feel free. Come in on it. It's Sports Wrap, 800-859-0957, 800-859-0957. It's Sports Wrap on WJR. Matt Lornick in for Chris Renwick on your Saturday evening. It's Sports Wrap, and right now we'll just get you updated. It's the only game that's really going on right now. We're coming up on another one later tonight at 8.15. Cincinnati, Tennessee, still 9-6. The Bengals on top of the Titans. It is the beginning of the second half, third quarter just underway. And we're talking locally here, your Detroit Lions. And what are they going to look at in the offseason? There were a lot of question marks with Dan Campbell that we had when things first started. I covered for Chris back in October. And at that point, we were talking maybe the season going over. I mean, there was very strong conversation. I think a lot of us were ready for it to happen. And that was a, I mean, kind of after that, there was a turning point. They get that win over the Vikings. And all of a sudden, you're looking at it like, okay, cool, nice win. And then they start to st- you know, get some things rolling. And they still had their struggles, right? They still had the games they lost, but we talked about it. They took care of business against Arizona. They also had their time where you just had exciting games, and it, it felt exciting to be at Ford Field again. And I know personally as a fan – I was at the Vikings game. That was a hell of a game to be at. I mean, right down to it. That was a game where you're sitting here like, you know what? This is fun again. And this environment is fun again. And I think, and it's hard to say for sure, we're not obviously in the locker rooms, but it feels like the culture of this team has now been turned around. It's at least been steered in the right direction. 800 859-0957 is the phone number. Text lines are open. Phone lines are open. Give us a call. We want to know what your thoughts and feelings are with Dan Campbell, your Lions head coach. He's been in it a year now. We're just past, you know, the year mark of the official announcement of him as the head coach taking over the program here. And are you happy with where we're at? Have we turned that corner to be in the right direction? I will say yes. I firmly believe after seeing what happened this season, after seeing how he responded to the, not controversies, but to the pressures that he was dealt with, the way he did it and how well he handled it, I'm impressed. And I like what I saw. And I think Dan Campbell is for sure going to be the right guy to be in this job. Now, how long is he going to be there? Not sure. I'd like to hope for a while because it's exciting stuff that he's got going on. He's taken a program that was essentially had zero identity. It was just guys out there running around collecting paychecks. Didn't really feel like they were playing for anything. Now it feels like they're playing for something. Even the games they lost, they came out and they played four full quarters and left it all on the field. 
you had a situation where last game of the season, you're looking at it, and DeAndre Swift comes back for what you would normally look at and say, for what? Why? I mean, why bother? Who cares? You know, he's been hurt most of the year. Why bring him back for one game? I mean, does it really matter if you do? No, it doesn't really matter if you do. But in Dan Campbell's world, if you're healthy, you're going to play. And it's not something that he's telling his players they're going to have to do. It's something that these players want to do. They want to play for him. DeAndre Swift wants to be on that field in the last game of the year against the Packers because he wants to be there for Dan Campbell. And I think that's the biggest difference. This team has an identity now. And Dan Campbell, what I love probably maybe most, is just his assertiveness. His assertiveness to change things when they aren't working. And to be willing to make those changes and to first take the blame and then to second go in there and say, you know what? This is what we did wrong. This is what I don't like. But this is what I'm going to change. If you happen to be in the car, you're not hearing the NFL going on right now. Cincinnati just scored a touchdown. Joe Mixon running it in. 15-6 is the lead now. Producer Jason is that much closer to winning his parlay now. What do we need left? Uh, Now I need... Uh, A.J. Brown, and I need uh, Jamar Chase to both score. Okay. And Cincinnati to win. Okay. Can still happen. We're some betting fans over here. Got to get those parlays going. I got one for the later game, sitting there getting ready for it. But we're talking Dan Campbell here on Sports Wrap. 800-859-0957, the phone number and the text. Like I said, He takes full responsibility for what he does. He took over play calling when he says, you know what? I don't like how it's going. I'm going to do it. Took it over. Done deal. He also doesn't like to lose. And you can tell he doesn't. He wears those emotions on his sleeve. You can also see the emotion for this team. Yeah, sure, everybody's laughing. Oh, my God, the Lions are, you know, they're beating the Packers and the Packers are playing without Aaron Rodgers and, you know, they're acting like they won the Super Bowl. Good for them. Good for them. They were doing the wave. Yeah, man. (laughs) They're having fun again. And that's where it's got to start. These guys got to have fun. They got to want to be there. They got to want to play there. And that's where I think where this team sits, you're in a good position to move into next year. And we'll talk right now about wild speculation when it comes to draft picks. Where are you going to be? What are you going to do? Now, we know where we're going to be already in the beginning. We know, obviously, where that falls throughout the start of the draft. And, you know, we've talked about it a little bit before. Picks 1 through 24 are already settled. That's done. Okay? You can't worry about what's going to happen through that set. Now, what happens after that? Yeah, sure. The Lions, some are saying, oh, they might be here. They could be there. They might end up at 26, 28, 32 if the you know Rams go all the way. But you're getting a Rams pick in the first round regardless. You're getting two first round picks. That's huge. Anything in the first round, that's a good that's a big deal. I'm not one to sit here and say that 28 is better than 32 or oh man, you know, we should have had earlier picks. You know, I was rooting for, you know, the Rams to lose. That, that I don't think it really matters. Yes, there are some 
maybe once in a lifetime players who you look at and you go, we got to get that guy. But honestly, probably outside of the top five picks, maybe I would even expand it to the top 10 picks. Once you drop from there, there's not really any situation where you're looking at it thinking, oh man, we got to get this guy. We got to get that guy. Because eventually what it's going to be, it's really how they perform once they get here. And it's who they're coached by. And it's who leads this team. Now, a lot of people looking at it, what are the Lions going to do? Who are they going to take? Do they need a quarterback? Some say maybe. Some say Jared Goff's not the guy right now. Maybe he's not. He had a really good second half. Yeah. That gave, I think, a lot of Lions fans hope that you can wait another year before you do draft a quarterback because this draft doesn't have a really standout quarterback. I agree. And I think that's exactly right. I think they gave the Lions fans, and Jared Goff especially did this, gave them enough security to look at it and say, okay, you know what? We're okay for another year. Because here's the other thing you got to remember, Lions fans. Buckle up for another rough year next year. Now, I'm not saying you're going to start going over and then you might win three. I'm going to say you're going to flirt with maybe six wins next year, maybe more. I think those close games this year are games next year that you win. I think you beat the Ravens, and you don't let that last-second field goal happen. I think you get an opportunity to win that one. But I definitely I definitely think that it's just a scenario where it's not going to be, let's flip the switch and we're right back in it. We're, you know, it's not like we're competing for a Super Bowl next year. And that's where Jared Goff is just going to be that Band-Aid for you. He's going to be that guy that's going to sort of be there. Maybe he'll turn into something. And if he doesn't, you know what? You'll go find and get something. But you're not going to be in a position where things start going crazy. So early projections on the draft. Michigan's Aiden Hutchinson. They're thinking the Jaguars will take him at one. Kind of makes sense. He's been that guy all season long. Talked about being that high draft pick. Like we were talking just a few minutes ago. No real quarterbacks in that mix. Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, probably the next guy that the Lions are taking. Early projections there. Then you look at sort of the rest of the, you know, breakdown of the top five here. There's a lot of defensive guys. Derek Singletary from LSU. You got Akeem Akinwa from NC State. I mean, a lot of this is going to be a situation where when the Lions get to what their next pick could be, and let's say it's in position 28 some people are saying go get another linebacker go get someone else for the defense Penny Sewell we can say he took care of his job Penny Sewell did what he came in here to do and Penny Sewell is going to be a fixture there for that Lions offensive line that's a guy that will be there rock solid you can count on him the fact that you didn't have to talk about him too much during the season is actually a good thing. It means he wasn't standing out doing a lot of bad things. Now, he was standing out doing a lot of good things as well, but it sort of got overshadowed after everyone realized, you know what, this guy's for real. After everybody started to look at it and go, you know what, Penny Sewell, he's going to actually get it done. So I think your offense is in decent looking shape. But let me know what you think. 
859-0957, the phone number. You can call us. You can text us. The Lions are on the table. The NFL playoffs are out there on the table. Anything you want to bring up on your own is on the table. 800-859-0957. It's Sports Wrap on WJR. Matt Lornick in for Chris Renwick on your Saturday evening. It's Sports Wrap on WJR. A lot of stuff out there on the board for you. We've been talking about it a little bit. The NFL playoffs getting underway in the divisional rounds. You've got the Bengals taking on the Titans right now. The Bengals up 16-6, to and they just got a turnover after an interception on defense. So they are now driving, trying to make that lead extended. you got later game today, the 49ers traveling to Green Bay to take on the Packers. And honestly, everybody, real quick side note on that, everybody says, oh, they got to go to Lambeau and play in the cold. Yeah, okay. But Jimmy Garoppolo, who's quarterback for San Francisco, he's played in the cold. He was New England's backup for a very long time. He's got it figured out. He knows how to play in the cold. The real thing people should be worried about is is Jimmy Garoppolo's hand and shoulder going to hold on for him. Because he's dealing with some injuries, so that'll be an interesting game to get into later. We also threw it out there for you last break. Lions around the table if you want to chime in on that. What are your thoughts on Dan Campbell? Is he the guy? Is he going to be the one that gets us going more in the right direction? And how far do you think he has righted this ship? Is it, you know, we fully turned around going the right way now? Or are we moving slowly but surely still? 800 859-0957, the phone number. Call or text. Phone lines are open for you. The next thing that's more so on my radar as a Michigan fan, it's happening every offseason, is our boy Harbaugh heading to the NFL. The questions are out there. It's been talked about over and over again. Now, really, though, is when the discussion gets to happen in the sense that the teams that were really – rumored to be around him they are now in the nfl sense those teams are available to talk to him now the raiders that's the big one everybody says he's going to las vegas maybe i mean maybe who knows some are saying well he does this every time it happens all the time every offseason they say he's going somewhere he never does and normally that's what has happened the rumors come up oh he could be going here could be going there ends up not going anywhere Now, everybody has been speculating for the longest time. And if there's anybody that I would suggest you tune into and follow to try and have the most, I would say, up-to-date and realistic view on things is the Michigan sports writer, John U. Bacon. If you want to follow him on Twitter, follow him on Twitter. That guy is tuned in to the T with everything that happens in Michigan football. And he honestly is probably the one closest to the situation to have an accurate viewpoint on it. And here's the joke he's continued to make, and it's very true. He puts out a tweet today, and he's been doing it since really the rumors started. He goes, Harbaugh watch, day 21. Nobody knows anything. Exactly. Nobody knows anything. So all you Michigan fans that are out there hitting the panic button, like, oh, it's over, we're done, he's leaving. I mean, let's just, let's chill for a little bit, okay? He's still got Vegas talks out there. He's got a New York talk out there, 
All right. He's still under contract at Michigan. So there's really nothing happening there where it's like he's a free agent completely. No, he's still here. He's still doing stuff. I don't know if you saw it. He's out doing squats at high schools while he's on recruiting trips. I mean, he's still being very Jim Harbaugh. Okay. So let's, let's not worry about it too much. And the reason this conversation isn't about Michigan State is because you guys backed up the Brinks truck. I mean, your your guy's good. Mel Tucker's there now, and he is set for a long time. All right, so Michigan State, this discussion's not for you in the sense that it doesn't really have any play in your day. Your guys are set, and I think you guys are happy with who you got. I think the fact that Mel Tucker's there now for a very long time is a very good thing for East Lansing. And I think having Michigan and Michigan State both be good is a huge thing for the state of Michigan. Makes everything a lot more fun. Yeah, sure, when I was growing up, was it fun to watch Michigan beat up on Michigan State all the time? Yeah. Was it terrible when I was a teenager and in my early 20s to watch Michigan State beat up on Michigan? Yeah. But now that both teams are in the sense of both battling for Big Ten titles every year and both having games like they had this past season, I mean, it's a great rivalry that is now very much alive again, which is exactly how you want to see it. But the Harbaugh talk, I don't know. I think he stays if I had to be a betting man. I think he stays. And I think he stays because I think every time he has said he was going to honor a contract through to the end of its term and then decide, he has. And he's still under contract. And he's not in a situation where he's in an expired contract year or it's coming up or anything. You know, he's in a contract right now. And every time he's done it, he's stayed in it. And he's stayed in it through to the end. And then he makes his looks there and says, okay, now might be the time to move somewhere else. And I think he's tasted where Michigan can be. Having won the Big Ten, having made it to a playoff, obviously the game didn't go how you would have liked Michigan fans. But you got there. You're in the conversation, and now, can he do it again? I think this guy is huge on just loving the success and building those types of things, those types of opportunities for kids, because it's amazing, right? Michigan makes it to the Big Ten title game. They win it. You get the early recruit, the early commitment period starts, and Michigan starts flying guys off the shelf. Guys that some Michigan, you know, fan bases were looking at thinking, oh, maybe that's, that's you know, don't know. That one's on the, that's a, that guy's on the fence. Not sure. He's done a lot of good things for this program. Now, did it take forever? It did. It took forever. But Michigan fans, do you think you're here now? Like in the sense that this is where this program is going to stay for a while. Because I do. I think this program is now in a position to be here for a while. You brought in new coaches. You brought in some young blood in the coaching staff. And now you've got some, thing, you got some things happening around this program that are very exciting. 800-859-0957, the phone number. Text or call if you want to chime in on that. But the other thing about college football that I hear a lot of people talk about when it comes to Harbaugh, is he staying, is he going? The NIL discussion. 
It's been talked about a lot. Michigan and the Big Ten, I think, in general, hasn't really seen the NIL be a thing for them yet in the sense of affecting where players might want to be or where they might want to go. Okay, And for those of you who don't know, the NIL stands for Name Image Likeness. And essentially what it means is that now college athletes can earn money while playing college sports for companies using their name, image, and likeness. Okay, so for the longest time when they couldn't have names on the jerseys in the EA Sports video games, that was because of this. This was not in place. You know, honestly, this is brand new, two, three years now, so wasn't even a thing, wasn't even in the discussion way back in the day. But does the Big Ten and do the teams in the Big Ten need to find a way to get on board? Because the SEC is going to continue to run away with things until I think really the other schools in the Big Ten get on board with some type of NIL program for their schools. Because all this means is if a player wants to hop in the transfer portal, he can. And once he's in that transfer portal, you can have things like what's happening with Caleb Williams at Oklahoma. Quarterback for Oklahoma goes to the transfer portal, and all of a sudden Charlie Batch shows up, and he says, hey, Caleb Williams, come to Eastern Michigan for a million dollars. And then just like that, other schools start chiming in. Old Miss jumps in. Alumni, donors from there. Yeah, come to Ole Miss, $2 million. And it's that's essentially how this works now. College football has been turned into the free market in a lot of ways. College athletics in general has been turned into this. You know, that's what you're going to start to see with football players at the college level. And, yeah, is it weird to say, hey, yeah, come here and I'm going to pay you a million dollars? Yeah, well, because the technicalities of it all is, yeah, well, Charlie Batch isn't going to pay you a million dollars, but the company that Charlie Batch owns is going to have you do commercials for him, and you're going to get paid a million dollars for those commercials. And that's how all this works. So the NIL discussion is very much real. And if anybody thinks it's not, you're just lying to yourself. And if you think that you can still get good players without it, you still can. Winning will help. But eventually, the NIL... And everything that goes along with it is going to make some football programs in college essentially obsolete. What are your thoughts on that? Join the conversation. Anything's on the table you want to talk about tonight. 800-859-0957. We've got Lions out there. Is Dan Campbell your guy? Has he turned this thing around fully? Or are we still waiting to get things going in exactly the right direction? 800-859-0957. That's the phone number. Call or text. We're here for you at Sports Wrap on WJR. Matt Lornick filling in for Chris Renwick on your Saturday evening. Sports Wrap on 760 WJR. 16-9 still the Cincinnati Bengals with a lead over the Tennessee Titans. And they are now reviewing what is potentially one of the pivotal calls in this one as this game is... Now within a possession, and it's a potential interception for Tennessee. They called it an interception 
on the field. They're reviewing it. Essentially, just an incredible fingertip grab. We're going to see what happens on that one. We'll keep you up to date with that game. Again, Niners Packers is the other one tonight. Tomorrow, you're working with the Rams, taking on the Bucks. You also have another game for you. Excuse me, another game for you tomorrow night as well. And the other team escapes me. Jason, what's the other game tomorrow? Uh, Bills Chiefs. That's it. Bills Chiefs. Another game that I think Bills Chiefs. Josh Allen. I like the kid. And I think Josh Allen's going to get the better of the Chiefs in that one. And that that should be a very good game to watch. But call stands on the field for the Tennessee-Cincinnati game. So Tennessee ball. I mean, doesn't really have much play in our day over here in Detroit. But it is football, and it is the playoffs, and it has been an exciting game so far there in Tennessee. On the board here, we got it all for you. We're talking... Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell, is he the guy? Isn't he the guy? And we've talked about it before earlier in the show. It's still out there if you want to chime in. What do you think about Matt Stafford? Do we need the Rams to lose because we got to have pick 28 as opposed to pick 32 in the first round of the playoff, or the first round of the draft, I should say? Does that matter that much to you? 800 859 0957 the phone number you can call or text 800-859-0957 all of that's on the board for you and a little bit of something that I just love to keep seeing is the Yeiser plan coming together now your Detroit Pistons listen I'm a fan but right now they're not doing so hot second to last place in the Eastern Conference probably not going to make too much noise this year do they have a lot of good things happening? Yes, they're doing pretty well. Pistons, probably my Detroit team that's furthest away from getting something going. And, and that's okay. They might get back there. They got Cade Cunningham. He's doing a lot of good stuff there. But they're going to need to put other pieces around him. But what Steve Eiserman has done in Detroit so far, <laughs> it has been, I mean, nothing short of Spectacular. It has been everything that we've wanted to see. And we got to just get excited for a second here in the studio. This is just personal excitement because producer Jason, he's got a he's got a four a four run parlay, right? You got four legs in this thing? Yep. And now all I need is Jamar Chase and the Bengals to hang on. Wow. For a nice little payday. So now a Jamar Chase touchdown and the Bengals win. And producer Jason's taking us all out to dinner. That's how that's going to work. <laughs> or just not showing up tomorrow. That might be it, too. <laughs> but the Detroit Red Wings. Steve Eiserman, if you didn't hear the news, signs Nicholas Lindstrom to join him in the front office of the Red Wings. That's great. That is huge. Let's get the band back together. And I think that should be the feeling for a lot of Red Wings fans watching. They do that, they make that move, and then they go and they sign Jamel Smith, who is the brother of Giovanni Smith. So now I got these two two guys together on the team. And little fun fact, Jamel Smith, guess where he played before? The Tampa Bay Lightning, where Steve Eiserman went down there and turned them into an absolute powerhouse. So he's doing everything right. He's putting the pieces together. Now, he's doing it in a way where people are looking at it 
and they're thinking, well, maybe Detroit, you know, it looks like it's a fun team to play for. And I would say so. I would say if you want to look at the NHL as a whole, who doesn't want to come play for Steve Eiserman if you're if you're an up and coming hockey player? And if you've been in the league for a while and you see what's going on in Detroit, what's going to start to happen is you're going to start to see it be the exact same thing that happened when the Red Wings were crushing it in the in the early 2000s even. 2008, 2002 when they were when they were hanging around having a good time then. You're going to get these older guys that maybe have one or two more seasons in them that go, you know what? Let's go to Detroit. Let's go play for Steve Eisman. Because once he starts getting things going with the young guns and he kind of molds this into what he views it to be, I think you're going to start to see a lot more success come out of that program. You're going to see them start to make moves in making it to the playoffs will be the first thing. And then beyond that, it'll be how far can they go in the playoffs. And then once you start to see those kind of things happen, that's when the older veterans start to take notice and say, yeah, you know what's going on in Detroit's the real deal. I'm going to go end my career there. I'm going to go end my playing career with the Red Wings because they're going to be that team that can get me to that other, that last Stanley Cup. Maybe I've won a couple. You know, They're going to be that program that will get me one more cup win before I hang it up for good. So what's been happening with the Red Wings, it's incredibly exciting. And a few little notes of news that just came out. Justin Ablocator is back in the local news regarding the Red Wings. Because he's trying to play again. He's coming. He doesn't want to be done. He's going towards the Griffins. Now he's going to sign a tryout with them. He's got a tryout contract with the Griffins. He's going to be 35. He played in Switzerland after he had some time in the NHL. Obviously, we know that the Red Wings kind of parted ways with him there. And so, Iserman, I mean, maybe a chance to look there. Who knows? Because they bought him out already. They're already paying him. Do you bring him back in a way? Do you find a way to do that? Who knows? Something to keep on your mind, keep on your radar, because there is a lot of things happening in Detroit sports, and who knows what could be next. Next big move, I think, though, it's going to come out of Ann Arbor. Is Harbaugh staying? Is Harbaugh going? That's probably your homework for today. I'll be back tomorrow for Sports Wrap. We can see how the divisional rounds go today. We'll confirm how they're going to continue to go tomorrow and see how that all plays out. There is a lot of sports happening You want to chime in, 800-859-0957. can chime in tomorrow. Think about what you want. Put it in your notes in your phone. Save that number, 800-859-0957. You can call that number. You can text that number whenever you want. I'll check the text at night. I don't care. I'll be up watching football. 800-859-0957. It's Sports Wrap on WJR. Have a great night.